Hey everyone, and welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin, and I am back in my bathroom, the original bathroom, the bathroom where it all began, because I am back in the States. I had an amazing trip for about two weeks, but also it was amazing, and I'm so happy to be back, but I'm also sad that I'm not in Israel anymore. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I lost momentum in like all aspects of my life. Like I came back almost to like an alternate universe. I know that sounds weird, so hear me out. I just feel like everything in my life was like on a certain like momentum and going at a certain pace. And then I like interrupted that for two weeks and I left and now I'm back and I need to like push myself through everything and get back to normal. But I was talking to a friend this morning and she's like, you need to just focus on one thing at a time. Don't pressure yourself to get everything back ASAP. Focus on one thing at a time and you'll be fine. You know, next week, literally this time next week. Well, by the time next week, I should be done running my marathon. Excuse me, half marathon, not a full marathon. I'm crazy, but not that crazy. Only 13.1 miles, not 26.2. I 100% would not make it make it a full marathon. 26 miles, not a chance. 13 miles, Eh, possibly, we shall see. But I really can't believe that, A, it's one week away, which is phenomenal. I cannot believe it's here already. And two, that I raised all the money that I needed to raise. So whoever sponsored me, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You're really giving money to people who really need it. And whoever didn't sponsor me, lost your chance. Better luck next time. You missed a great opportunity. But it's kind of scary that I'm running a marathon in one week. I don't know why I keep saying marathon. I'm so sorry. Half marathon. Half. Not a full. Half marathon. It's crazy that I'm running a half marathon in one week. And like I think to myself, why do I do this to myself? Am I aware that I do not need to run a marathon, a half marathon? But yet, here we are. Why do I do this? I do not know. But again, here we are. This is our reality. I'm running a half marathon in one week. Again, really not sure why I do it. Am I fit or do I think I'm fit? Yes. Do I love working out? Yes. Do I love challenges? Yes. Am I obsessed in love with running? No. Am I the fastest person? No. Am I the slowest person? No. Am I somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm at in the middle somewhere. But again, like, am I not aware that I do not need to do this? This is 100% by choice. I'm choosing to run a half marathon next week. I'm choosing to put myself through that. And I regret it slightly. But I mean, I know the race will be great. And afterwards, I'll feel amazing. I mean, my legs will hurt clearly. And I probably will be limping for a few days. But the feeling afterwards, that high, that endorphin high, that, that feeling of accomplishment, it's like nothing in the world. And nothing, nothing else is going to give that to me. And no one can take that away from me. So... I'm aware that I don't need to run a half marathon. I'm aware that I am running one and not really sure why. I know like the end justifies the means and they'll be worth it and I'll feel great and I'll be so happy I did and I feel accomplished and like I succeeded. But again, am I aware that I don't need to do this? Anyone else know that I don't need to do this? And again, yet here we are. So it's crazy that in one week I'm running a half marathon. I I can't wrap my head around it. Yes, I've been training. Yes, I'm preparing. Yes, I raised all my money. But still, I cannot believe that I'm running a half marathon in one week. And I also can't believe that 
I know I don't have to do this and yet I'm doing it. But, you know, holding ourselves accountable, here we are. So next time you're listening to this next week, I will have ran my second half marathon. And honestly, that's a really big accomplishment. So when I was in Israel, I ate all the foods, all the amazing foods. I did all the amazing experiences. I spent time with family. I celebrated family members. I I laughed. I cried up the hills when I was running and I did some amazing things and my trip was phenomenal. But one of the most, not exciting, but big things that I did is I got a third piercing in Israel. Now, let me rewind. At one point in my life, I had nine piercings in total. Yes, you heard me, nine piercings. And then as I got older, as you know, a 20-something-year-old does, I decided I didn't need all these piercings and I took them out and they were phases and, you know, they weren't, they weren't right for me anymore. They weren't me. So I took them all out. Not all. I took out five of them. So I had four piercings. I had uh, on my ears singles and doubles. And I was really happy with that. But then my little sister was getting, I don't know, some other cool cartilage piercing because she's super cool. And I was trying to convince my other sisters to get piercings as well. And I got a triple on, on one side. So now I went from nine, nine piercings to five. And honestly, I'm super happy with my third piercing. I don't know if, you know, a 20-something-year-old could or should have a third piercing. But I'm happy that I did it. I did it with my little sister. We got piercings on the same day. She's already like the coolest, best friend I've ever had. So it's just another thing that, I don't know, ties us together. We got piercings together in Israel on our trip. Israel trip 2020, we both got piercings. Something that ties us together that we'll have, not forever, because I doubt I'll keep it in forever, but at least for the next few years. Um, but it made me laugh when I was thinking about that. Seriously, at one point, I had nine piercings. Like, who am I? Who do I think I am? Was I ever, like, cool enough to have nine piercings? I mean, I think this started a long time ago, and I took them all out a bunch of years ago. But, yeah, I'm not that person to have nine piercings. I don't know. It's just funny to me that I had that many, and then I took them out. I felt like I grew out of them. But then I remembered that it's piercings. They open, they close. They're not permanent by any means. Take them out, put them in, whatever. So I felt totally confident and calm and fine getting a third piercing. Honestly, it hurts like hell. Literally, my ear hurts like a fucking bitch. I can't sleep on that side. The lady said it won't heal fully and it won't like stop hurting for six weeks. I have to clean it and put cream on it twice a day. Like really, it's a hassle. So as much as I'm happy that I got it, I really, again, do I know that I didn't need to do this? I keep finding myself doing things that aren't bad and ultimately I'll love and be happy that I did them and they're great but am I aware that I do not need to do them I don't know I feel like that's a theme this week am I aware that I don't need to do the things that I am doing but either way it looks super cute cute cool hot whatever you want to call it I like it it hurts like a bitch but me and Laura got piercings on the same day so that's just another thing in this universe that ties us together as if we needed one more thing but we have it So now I am a 20-something-year-old with five holes in my ears. So I feel like I start every new segment or part with so, but just really the only way to start it. 
But anyways, so last week when I was in Israel, I did my first TikTok post. Am I too old for TikTok? Is TikTok not a something for 20-somethings? Am I going to go viral from TikTok? Is this like a new way? Am I going to become TikTok famous? Like I'm clearly already a world-renowned vlogger and podcaster. This is obviously the next step, right? It's like the natural progression of social media famous, right? Because clearly like I'm super famous on Instagram and I'm super famous blogger and I'm a super famous podcaster. So being a super famous TikToker, is TikToker the right verb even or noun or I don't even know. Is that the next natural progression, like the next step? Probably not. I'm a horrible TikToker. There was someone teaching me how to do dances on TikTok and my whole family was watching and cracking up and it was great entertainment for everyone involved. Um, but honestly, it's always a really good laugh and it's it's fun and who cares? Like I was doing a TikTok with my friend Melissa and we were just laughing the whole time and like having the best time and I don't know, isn't that what life's all about? Laughing, having a good time, enjoying yourself, being with people who make you feel good, being with people who make you laugh. So it's me making horrible TikToks because I'm really not talented. If that makes me laugh, then why not? Go for it. I make a fool out of myself. Who cares? As long as I make myself laugh, if someone else thinks I'm stupid, who gives a shit? Fuck them. They don't have big dick energy and they fucking suck. I don't really give a shit, but... Clearly, I'm going to be TikTok famous, right? So everyone should follow me on TikTok. I think my handle on TikTok is schuven. Super boring. But like, again, I'm a famous vlogger and a famous, famous podcaster with a world-renowned podcast. So becoming a famous TikToker was just the next step. It just made sense for my brand, you know? Like the brand of Cheryl Chuvin, the brand of Zero Correlation, just, you know, my brand. Yeah, I know I sound ridiculous. I'm far from famous. I'm far from going viral. But if one person listens to this podcast and laughs, I'll feel good about it. If I listen to this podcast and laugh, who cares if anyone else likes it? Same with the TikTok. I find it funny. I don't really care. I do this all for myself more than anyone else. Obviously, if someone finds me funny or relatable, that's bonus points. But I don't know. I do it for myself. Someone asked me why, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, someone's like, why do you do it? Do you do it to see how many followers you have? And I was like, no, I do it because I like it. They're like, well, are you doing it, you know, because you need that validation? And I was like, no, I really just love making a podcast. It's a good outlet for me. It's a good thing to make me laugh. So again, if no one else likes it, you have bad taste in life and I'm hysterical and you're stupid. Or, I don't know, I just feel sorry for you that you don't laugh at super hysterical things. But if you're listening still on episode 14, which I hope you're listening because it's funny, I'm sure you do find me funny and you do like it. So keep listening and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tag a bitch, share it. Let everyone know that Cheryl Chufin and Zero Correlation are actually super relatable and funny. So, because obviously I have to start with so, we are going to my favorite part of this podcast, share explaining. Again, if you forget what share explaining is, I will be happy to remind you. Share explaining is when I take a modern dating term, usually from Urban Dictionary, give you the Urban Dictionary definition of it, and then I give you my definition, example if I have one, 
just trying to keep everyone up to date on the horribleness we call dating because dating in 2020 is a shit show and it sucks and it's complicated and it's confusing and it changes every day and the rules are different and you never really know what's fully flying and you never really know where you stand with anybody because dating is hard. Dating is a fucking battlefield. I know that sounds so dramatic, but it's so true. It's the hardest thing and it's not getting any easier. So here I am to make it a little easier, a little easier to understand. So this week's share explain is cushioning. And according to Urban Dictionary, cushioning is a dating technique where along with your main piece, you also have several cushions. Other people you'll chat and flirt with to cushion the potential blow of your main breakup and not leave you alone. That's what Urban Dictionary has to say. If you ask me, I think this is the fucking dumbest thing a person can ever do. First of all, it's mean and it's rude to the person that you're seeing, your quote, quote, main piece, your numero uno. It's rude and obnoxious. You're not giving your all into that relationship. You're not giving that relationship a fighting chance because you're in the back of your mind, you're thinking that it may fail. And two, if I ever found out that someone I was seeing, like exclusively seeing, actually dating, had people on the side they were flirting and chatting with to, you know, cushion the blow if we maybe broke up, that would be devastating. I'd feel horrible. That'd be so mean. And that's, that's really terrible. I personally don't think I know anyone who does this. I've never done this to a person and would never do this to a person. I would never have like a, you know, a a backup, a plan B. You never want to be someone's backup. You never want to be someone's plan B. You never want to be on the bench just in case. You never want to be someone's cushion. Like think of a cushion on a couch. It's there to make you comfortable. But the second you don't want it, you put it to the side or you throw it on the floor and you get rid of it. To me, that's bullshit. If you're in something, be in something. If you're dating someone, date them. If you like someone and you have a good time with them and you enjoy each other's company and you want to see where it potentially can go, then give it your all. Don't give it a half-ass job and like not completely commit to it. I'm the type of person who gives 100% to everything I do. I don't half-ass anything. But this is like extra bad because you're dealing with people's feelings and emotions and it's someone else. So be courteous, be be nice, have common sense and I don't know, common decency for other people. I've never done this. I will never do this. And again, like I always say, if someone ever was even thinking you do this to me, end things with me. Break up with me. Tell me you hate me and I'm ugly and you never want to talk to me ever again. Don't keep me string, strung along on a line and like have cushions and backups on the side. That's bullshit. Like be a man. If you want to be with me, amazing. Put your all into it. If you don't want to be with me, go fuck yourself. You're stupid. You suck. You're lost. And end it. Tell me you hate me. I don't care. But don't like keep me on the line with like your other potentials to the side. I never understood how people in general could like date multiple people at a time. I can't do it. I need to focus on one thing at a time, one person at a time. I don't think it's fair to that person because you're not giving them your all and you're not giving them all your focus and your attention. And that's just not fair. And it's it's also stupid because you're not going to be able to ever like develop feelings for a person if A, you don't spend 
a significant amount of time with them. And B, if you don't give them or yourselves or the whatever it could be a full chance. If you have cushions on the side, you're not giving anyone a full chance. So I've never done this. I never plan on doing this. If you're doing this, cut it out. Stop it. Pick one person. You don't need three people. Just pick one or pick nobody because you suck and be alone right now and figure yourself out and focus on yourself and think, why do I feel the need to have backup plans and have cushions and be someone's, well, have someone as my number two. So maybe that should be some time for some, I don't know, introspection, self-reflection. As I always say, don't be a dick. Just be nice to other people. Don't cushion people and definitely never cushion me. So to expand on what I was saying last week, um, the first Sunday in March, which was actually March 1st, um, I was calling this Tips and Tricks March. You know, we had Big Dick Energy January, Fresh Start February, and now we're in Tips and Tricks March. And just a common theme that I always think about, you know, a tip and a trick, don't let fuckboys be mean to you. And again, fuckboys, it doesn't only mean men. Fuckboys is just a term. It could be a man or a woman. Do do not let fuckboys be mean to you. Do not talk to fuckboys. Avoid fuckboys at all costs. You see a fuckboy, you run the other way. Everyone can spot a fuckboy a mile away. So do yourself a favor and don't engage at all costs. Do not engage. Avoid, avoid, avoid. That is my tip and trick for this this Sunday in March, which again, you can be listening to it today, tomorrow, on your commute on Tuesday, any day this week, you can be listening to this, I don't know, a month after it's posted. I don't care. Either way, avoid, avoid, avoid. Fuck boys, no. You deserve so much better. March is a time to say goodbye to things that you don't, that you do deserve and don't deserve you. Really. Say hello to new opportunities. Say hello to the opportunity for new things. If you're focused on old things and bad habits and fuckboys and things that don't deserve you, you're not even allowing yourself to be open to the possibility of new opportunities and new things. So really, tips and tricks, I'm all about them, but tips and tricks for today, stay away from fuckboys. Don't let fuckboys be mean to you. Always do your squats. Don't let anyone be mean to you. And that's just a tip and trick for life, but definitely for today. And another thing I want to mention, I don't know if anyone knows this or realizes this, but I'm very into fitness. I go to Soul Cycle and Rumble Boxing and Training all the time. I love them. They're amazing. Um, they're really, you know, a, a place where I feel home, the place where I feel good about myself. And there's an instructor in Soul Cycle. His name's James. Um, my favorite instructor of all time. I've been taking him for four plus years. I love him. He's amazing. Really, truly, like the best. He's a comedian. Also, he's so funny. And I was taking him this week, and he said something that really struck a chord with me. And I feel that I, I, I want to share it. I need to share it. Um, he said, "Messes are okay. It's okay to be a mess because messes can always be cleaned up." And just take a second and think about that. He might have been saying it in a laughing, funny way. He said it in jest. He said it as a joke. And maybe I shouldn't take it so seriously, but I took it very differently. I took it as, 
It's okay if you don't have it figured out right now. It's okay if you feel that you're a mess, your life's a mess, your career's a mess, your relationships are a mess, you know, platonic or romantic. It's okay if they're a mess because messes can always be cleaned up. Messes are not permanent. Messes can be fixed. And I think that's something really important that we have to remind ourselves that it's okay if you're a mess right now. It's okay if a section or a part of your life is a mess right now. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it because messes can always be cleaned up. Again, James might have been making a joke. He might have been saying it just for entertainment purposes, but I took it to heart and I thought it was a really good thing that I definitely needed to hear and a really good message to share. So I want to share with all, all everyone who's listening because it's okay to be a mess because messes can always be cleaned up. And I think that's something really important to remember today, tomorrow, and all the tomorrows to come because messes can always be cleaned up. And I think that's a really good reminder for ourselves. But as always, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. I am coming to you from the original bathroom floor. I hope you enjoyed and you'll listen next time.